Hi everyone, Edna Kimball, Edna Sells, and welcome to today's podcast where we have our, I go through this every time, transaction coordinator, office manager, executive assistant, the Brittany Boyd. Did, did I get it all in there? All the hats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we'll do we'll do transaction coordinator today. Okay. Oh yes. Yeah. That, that's that's right. We're having the tra the transaction coordinator for Cherokee County. Number one. That should be on the that should be on your business card. Um, because we really want to talk about uh, ending the year. We're not we're not. We're not sure that we're hitting the numbers we want, right? right? But but we're super close. And the challenge is, is people are like, well, how do you not know if you're hitting the numbers? You're a couple of weeks away from the end of the year, but it's shocking how many things can go wrong with a transaction from start to finish. So I thought, let's have the transaction coordinator come on and let's talk about some of the things that can go wrong. Now, this is not to be negative Nelly, or to scare our buyers and sellers, but it is a reality check of making sure that people don't assume that this is a hundred percent done deal. Never a hundred percent. Right. Yeah. Never. Never. Have you ever had a cash buyer transaction fall apart the last minute? Uh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. They'll just decide not to yeah, any little hiccup they're very impatient the cash buyers yeah yes. so they'll just yeah walk pretty easily absolutely absolutely mm -hmm. so um so again here at the holidays i think that that's a big stress factor i think that one of the things that can go wrong is people go and open up lines of credit right lines of credit right now and mess up their credit and then their debt to income because just because you're qualified at the beginning you can then get disqualified at the end right Right. You have to kind of mind your mind your manners and follow the rules while you're in contract. Good 45 days to um, not get married, not get divorced, not buy a car, and um, not open any line of credit. Yeah. So not get married. That's, get that surprises married. people. Don't get married. Don't get divorced. Just, <laughs> Please just don't get divorced. stay as you were. And we've had both of those happen. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I don't think that that would affect it, but definitely. Definitely have had people buy cars. Mm-hmm. I've had people buy entire truckloads of furniture for the new house. That's right. Yeah, my oh, my, somebody, someone my I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, for some, sure. Some, my, my, my somebody that I know bought a bed, financed a bed, or something. Financed yeah, a bed for the new house, and it's that's it's a no go. So yeah. opening any line of credit, yes. just do not do it. Wait until after closing to add more debt. Yeah. Yeah, then do it. Then, then it's a free for all. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what what else have we... And kind of starting, I think I, I probably screwed this up because we just started at you the end. Started at the started end. Started at, at the, the very beginning. End. At what, the beginning. What's some of the things that a transaction coordinator looks for? when? So I go out, I show the house, I list the house or I show the house, I write the offer, get it accepted, do all the negotiations, then I come in and I hand it to her. And what are the things that you look for in that file? When I first have it, I need to know who the lender is, where we're closing, what inspections we're ordering, or what inspections are going to be done. Um, I think the biggest thing at the very beginning is those disclosures, because all the contracts have the property disclosures where you're supposed to already know the seller is supposed to give you the information of what's wrong. I think that we could get rid of a lot of 
problems down the line if people just read that. They don't. Yeah. 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 Buyers yeah. read your disclosures. Read the disclosures, number mm -hmm. one, because sometimes we'll get, you have 10 days to inspect, but you don't need 10 days to read the disclosures. It's a waste of, like, it's, it's silly. <laughs> you should read it before you sign it. I've seen people cancel because they've reviewed the disclosures, and I just think you should do that before you go into contract. Right. Number one. Right. Absolutely. And then, um, knowing your your loan type and what and the and the condition of the house like it's just and what the appraiser is going to ask for just all the information that you can get up front yeah are you surprised at and i think that this is this is not a new thing but it's been more prominent this year are you surprised at how many people will schedule a showing read and sign the disclosures mm -hmm. go through all the paperwork to make an offer and then on day 2 or 3 just oh. cancel. They're like, yeah, never mind. I just read that. Yeah, yeah and it takes days for them to read Didn't know my it. interest or what my house payment was going to yeah. be or what my taxes were going to be or that it was in the wrong school district. Yeah, you should talk to them about the condition of the house while they're talking to their lender about, um, yeah, about their payment because that's the other thing. Yeah, once they get the solid number with the interest and the, the, the total number, it can scare them off. Yeah, yeah. So um, paperwork-wise, you um, I know that, that you've caught this before where the pre-approval letter comes to us saying that it's an FHA loan, but the purchase offer says it's conventional yeah. or a VA or something completely different. That's red flag. Yeah, but that's another thing that you can read on day one. You can ask the lender, which is it supposed to be? And then if the house doesn't qualify, you can stop there. Like you don't need days to... You know, you don't need 10 days to figure that one out either. Right. Um, so the the finance letter knowing what type of loan and that it's actually for enough. Yes. Right. And when it expires. Oh, uh, when it expires. That's been a big one. That one has, that one is very topical <clears throat> to today's market. Previous years, you could get pre-approved. And six months later, if you hadn't done anything stupid, you were still good. The challenge now, though, is that the interest rates have gone up so considerably that if you were pre-approved a year ago, you are going to take a face punch. When you get re-approved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For what that house payment will be. Now, the, now the good thing is this last week or two, the rates have started coming down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's always, and it's just, and that's always, what is it, like a gamble or whatever? Like when you decide that's the rate I want to lock in, and then they tell you how long it's locked, and that's, we got to close by that time. Yeah. Rate lock. Rate lock. Rate lock expiring. That's mm -hmm. another way you can lose a deal. And that is where your lender says, this is your rate, and we're locking it in for this many days. And then something goes wrong on your side or on the seller's side, and we can't close by that date, and they need to extend, but you can't get the same rate. And that happens? Necessarily. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And yeah. then their payment goes up, and then they can't afford it. Just all kinds of stuff Now happen. you're disqualified yeah. because your payment went up $22. Yeah. Know your rate lock. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like no way is that a thing, but it is. Know your rate lock. Make sure your realtor knows your rate lock. I tell everybody your rate lock. Yeah. Yeah. Date. Yeah. Divorce. Divorce. So had this happen, um, I had the buyer, the seller needed more time and asked for an extension. can't remember what it was, if they were moving and needed more time to get into the new house or what. We gave them, it was like almost a two-week extension. And during that time, 
my clients, the buyers decided they not only did not want to buy that house together, they did not want to be together anymore <laughs> and we're getting a divorce and walked away. Yeah. Yeah. So try not to do extensions. <laughs> you try to close on time. Like those, you never know what can happen after. People don't have to extend. People don't have to give anybody more time. I think after, that, that is the misunderstanding. Yeah, yeah, people just assume that, oh, we have to do an extension, but nobody has to do an extension. They could they yeah. could move on to another buyer. They could just say, I'm done with you. They could they could say, put up more money. Yeah. And I, I don't think that that's a bad thing mm -hmm. because if you're really, really positive that that's the home for you, then kind of put your money where your mouth is. You're going to get credit for it anyway, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Job change? Job change. Oh, yeah, that one. That one. People will just quit their jobs. Quit I don't their jobs. Yeah. People you just, know, my mom. Your mom. Okay. Someone I'm going to call her up. My mother, <laughs> my mother quit her job. Quit her job. Just be, like literally, it was either the day before or two days before closing. They called her job because here's what happens. The underwriter or one of their people will call your place of employment typically 24 to 48 hours prior to closing and say, is Brittany Boyd still employed? Because we, you know, they want to know that she can still make a payment, right? Mm -hmm. And my mom <laughs> had quit. She was like, I'm done. I didn't think it was a problem. Quit her job. And ah, yeah, it's yeah. done. Yeah, it was, it was done. It kind of messed things up a little bit there. So, um, but haven't we seen, like, we people have, like, quit their job and then tried to get back on. You still have to, you, yeah. Yeah. Like, even if you have another job, it's going to cause a delay. Yeah, changing jobs. Yeah. If you are a nurse and you were working at the hospital and you were just going to go work at a different hospital, you still can't do it three days before closing. Yeah. There's ways to do it when you're in the same industry, but your lender needs to be a part of that from the get-go, from day one, and, and let them give you the blessing and tell you how to do it. That's what I think. Just if you want to ask them if it's okay, they're yes. not going to... I don't know. They're going to tell you the truth, like yes yeah. or no. It's, yeah. It's... Because when you do that, no one reimburses you your earnest money. Right. Right? That was your mistake. You messed mm -hmm. up. No one reimburses you for the home inspection that you paid for. Mm -hmm. No one reimburses you for the appraisal that you prepaid. Yeah. And you're going to you're going to be homeless if you gave notice. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> But I think it's important for sellers to know that these things can go wrong because so often our sellers are like, this is a hundred percent absolute done deal. Mm -hmm. And, and unfortunately there's just no such thing as hundred percent absolute done deal. No. Recently we had a cash deal, super solid buyer, like buys a house a month, right? Right. Super, super solid. You know where I'm going with yeah. this. And all we needed was a document to come in the mail. From the Philippines. <laughs> well, but in my defense, they did not tell me it was from the Philippines when yeah. we started this process. Everything was fine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and it has now been three and a half weeks. Yeah, yeah. Three right. and a half weeks and the document has never shown up. Yeah. So if that seller had been waiting for that... And, and if I had said 100% super solid, okay, I did do that. Yeah, yeah we thought it was solid. <laughs> we thought, I mean, what could go wrong? 
one time we had an overnight shipment. The, um, you remember this? The, the, the FedEx broke down or? The FedEx. I All was, the FedEx trucks in it was Oklahoma some kind of broke government. down. It was bad. Yeah. It was some kind, I think the government was looking for someone or something because they stopped all shipments out of this one FedEx location. Mm -hmm. And so the document, the um, we had hired a notary. They had said, yes, it's in the mail. She had put it in the mail. She had sent us a tracking number. Mm -hmm. We had a copy of all the documents. We just needed the physical documentation to show up to so the money. seller yeah. could get their money. I mean, how much? It's guaranteed overnight shipping. Yeah, we had the number. How much more guaranteed can you get? Oh, it just kept getting later and later and later when we tracked it. Yeah, yeah. It and the government had shut that flight down no, oh, maybe it was an airport thing. Maybe that's what it was. Anyway, it was out of our control. It was definitely out of our control. We tried everything, and I mean, yeah, we've we've done some crazy things called, to. We've called UPS. We've, yeah, we've, we've driven to the UPS yeah, location in Muskogee and had them paw around and dig. I mean, we've done it all, but sometimes, even overnight. Guaranteed. Even when you have those numbers guaranteed overnight, it's not guaranteed. Nothing. So just be really, really cautious of that. Um, so let's see. Oh, earnest checks. What could go wrong with an earnest check? People just don't bring them in a timely manner. Yeah, okay. you have to. You have to do it. And people like a lot of other agents like don't think it's as big a deal, and it really they I mean, don't it is. understand. There. Yeah, the the contract will actually be voided mm -hmm. if the earnest money does not arrive. And I recently had a client who was using that as a way to get out of a contract. Do you remember that? Uh, yeah. And it's the first time ever that agent mm -hmm. has shown up on time <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with the earnest check. So I was like, look, the universe wants you to sell this home. So you're doing it. You're doing it. Okay. So earnest check. Um, oh, and it's just a big red flag for the buyer if they're not bringing it in. A big, huge, it's just a red, huge red flag. flag. Yes, huge it's red just... flag. We've had earnest checks bounce. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where the check came back. And unfortunately, you're pretty far into it when By that By the check, time that Because it takes probably 15. I used to know. <laughs> 15? Is that what you're going to say? 15 days? I, it's, I think I it know. takes much longer than it used to. Other people are. Yeah. 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 So, it. yeah. Definitely deep in it. Um, earnest checks. Um, lost checks. We lost had one checks. one time where, oh, this is this might be before you. So we have a we have a slot on the side of our building, and uh, the agent had said, "No, I I dropped it." And I was like, "I'm so sorry, but we didn't get the earnest check." No, no, I dropped it. And I was like, "Where did you drop it?" In the slot next to the front door. And I was like, "Well, that's so." They literally tore, you know, looked and looked, could not find it, and um, she was distraught. She was super super distraught. She lived about an hour and a half away, and she kept on and kept on, you know, describing it. And I was like, no, no, you're saying that it's to the right of the door. The slot is to the left of the door. And then I'm like, well, maybe she went to the wrong office or something. But we have, and now you're going to notice it when you walk out, there's like a mechanical panel. And she shoved it in into the gap in this mechanical panel. She never saw the actual mail okay. slot. And so fortunately, we were able to find it, but it was significantly late. Um, and then the other time, the person used the correct mail slot, but some, I think maybe a windstorm or something, and there was a lip that got pulled up and the envelope went between the building and this mail chute. Oh and so they had to take the front off to get it out. 
anything can happen. Yeah. Now that neither of those fell apart. Everything but, was but the fun. point is, is things get lost in the mail. They get lost in transition. They get lost in translation. We hate snail mail. Snail like, mail. Why? Please just, why are just you doing wire that, guys? the money. Can anything go wrong with the wire? <laughs> you can't. Believe it or not, <laughs> it can. <laughs> the well, most the most common with the wires they just send it to the wrong place. Yeah, I mean that's all. They just, just send the money to the wrong people. Uh, I usually just you can fix that one. Yeah, yeah. They're trying. As long as you guys are trying to buy these houses, we yes, can help you. we yeah. will. We will help get you there. Okay, <laughs> let's see what else. Um, gosh, I, there's just so many. I mean, tide water. How do you feel about that word? I just. The, the appraisal situation <laughs> in the world. behind the camera going, what is Tidewater? Tidewater is an appraisal issue where the appraiser literally just stops and says, I can't find any information to prove or disprove the value. They, got so, the, they give up, yeah. Yeah, so you guys do it. Mm -hmm. Which sounds great, but then it, it's very backward and awkward because it's not allowed to come from the listing agent. It needs to come from the buyer's agent, but the buyer is trying to the buyer's agent is trying to prove that this buyer should be paying this larger amount. It's it makes everyone feel very awkward and very uncomfortable. It's and have we ever won a title? I don't know. No. It's kind of a kiss of death. The, old the kiss water. of death when the you get the tide water. I mean, yeah. appraisers are. Appraisers are just people. Lovely people. No, yeah, they're just people. And it's like, it's, you know, you never know what you're going to get. Like, there's no, it's not as, it's not as solid and black and white as. as I don't, a, and as you've probably heard me explain this, but I don't know if you've heard me literally say this, but this is what I tell my seller and my buyer. The appraisal is like um, Russian roulette. Mm -hmm. Right? You're spinning and you don't know what you're going to get. And the reason is, is if that morning that appraiser wakes up, his alarm doesn't go off, can't find his favorite pair of jeans, has a fight with his wife, runs over his dog, gets a speeding ticket on the way to your property, your home is not going to appraise. Yeah. And then we had the one that was literally just sick. And they uh, canceled it yeah. and had to reorder it. I mean, they're it, human. And to they're going to get sick. Yeah. yeah. He, just, he just was sick one day. And then, the yeah, the lender canceled it, and then we had to, like, start all over. It's, yeah. it's uh, didn't happen. But the Tidewater, yeah. Tidewater. When you're just trying to sell a unique property. And I think the, the thing that appraise a thing can go wrong with, several things can go wrong with appraisals. But recently, it's become more of an issue because I feel like so many people got their real estate license in the last year and everything appraised. <laughs> mm -hmm. But now everything does not appraise and realtors do not know that they need to ask a couple of questions. One, did the home meet acceptable value? And two, are there any repairs? Because we've had at least two in the last six months where the realtor says, "Everything's fine. got the appraisal back, we're good. And what happened is their lender just sent them the appraisal. They didn't open it or read it. They made a big, huge assumption. And then we found out, one, the value was short, and two, they were asking for repairs. Then it gets really tricky because it's the buyer's agent's job within three days of receiving that to note it. Well, you have to notify the buyer immediately, but then the buyer has to 
make an ask mm -hmm. for the seller to adjust the price and or repairs. Right. And if your agent fails to do that, then it can be on the buyer. When we have the seller, if one of our agents have the seller and we get the we know that the appraisal has repairs, I say do it. There's no reason to wait. Like the buyer has to, I mean, they have three days to ask, but a lot of them don't know that. And we just need to do it or it won't close. If the repair is not done, it won't close. And that's the bottom, you know, yeah. that's the bottom yeah. line. No matter who, whose job it is to ask or what, like yeah. I... I never make them wait until they ask for sure. Like, it's just I think, do it. And I think what we see is so many people, you guys are just really sweet people because you want your your niece to get to be your realtor. You want the guy that you go to church with to get to be your realtor. But I, I will tell you, you're really not helping them if you let them take over and they don't know what they're doing. I really think you're better off to give it to a realtor that has results and ask that realtor to give a referral fee to your niece or whatever and then your niece is required to come in and go through the process with that realtor what do you think of that oh that'd be great that'd be great yeah because they're really like the buyer agent train it gets just so there's so many things that can happen um yeah I, i'm a big fan of just giving them a giving them a referral and let me do it yeah yeah. And then I think the one thing that people just never think of is death. Your buyer dies or your seller dies. We, we've had both. Yeah. We've had both. I mean. Because if you're, I mean, if your buyer, if one of them dies, then you, you have to start over. Like that's the same as a divorce or whatever. Yeah. And then if the seller dies... It just depends. Oh, there's so But you do have to start over. Yeah, you yeah, do. Like, yeah, with a new everything. Yeah. I mean, unless they have like a joint tenant that can step in. But yeah. even then, you have to get a death certificate. Which takes, a, which takes two weeks. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, if you're not thoroughly freaked out now and you would like to list your house <laughs> and then probate we don't we won't talk about uh, probate um it's... we had a house burn down one time mm -hmm. um i mean i think the the thing is is work with a realtor who has done this more than a few times ask your realtor if they have a transaction coordinator and how long that transaction coordinator has been Doing things. There was something that just happened this week that you caught, and I said, "Good job, Brittany." Um, but I don't know what it was. <laughs> but it was, you know, I what? remember. I, 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 used, think, I remember the good job. Good job, Brittany, because I say it once a year, so ah, she better remember it. I, um, I think it was the they were with one lender. But oh. then we heard from a different lender. Yeah, yes. yeah. And there's Brittany some... caught that. She was like, wait a minute. What's Ooh. happening here? So so there's just so many moving parts. So if you're a seller, make sure that you're working with a realtor that has proven results, has some history with things you know, happening, and that they do have a transaction coordinator. Because my thought is there's no way I can be spending all of my time coordinating showings and marketing your listing and handling the coordination of, of getting the deal to closing. So I think that that's really, really important. Very important. Thanks. Very important. <laughs> <laughs> so, Renee, happy holidays. What What are your holiday plans? Holiday? I don't know yet. Yeah, yeah. Let's end on a good note. <laughs> 
family and cocoa and presents. <laughs> oh, she loves her cocoa. She and Christmas lights. And Christmas lights. Man, Lots Christmas of Christmas lights. lights. I want to do the one in Arkansas. I have never been. Okay. Well, we have a lot of Christmas lights in our market. Do you think to drive like to yeah. just drive around? I saw that tour situation. You can, and then you can go through. A... There's a lot of Christmas lights in mm -hmm. Tahlequah. Mm -hmm. Check them out for sure. Um, and then we got to do a controversial question before we let everybody go. How do you feel about regifting? Regifting? I'm not. I'm fine with regifting. Me too. Yeah, yeah, do you have people that it freaks them out? I don't think so. No, no. If I'm, yeah. Okay, Jill. What do you think? It's fine. Do you know some people get really freaked out? Like offended? Like yeah, it offended. Wasn't... I'm like, the minute you give it to me, out? well, because you gave it to me and then I gave it to her and you saw it. Oh. <laughs> I do try to be a little more down low on that. But mm. if you gifted me something lovely, maybe a candle, uh -huh. then, and somebody shows up at my house like, and says, I brought you something. Then guess what? Did you regift my candle? Is that what you're doing? <laughs> is that what I'm trying to tell you? What a <laughs> that candle is gone. No, you haven't bought me a candle. Have no, you? you bought me a candle. The skull. Oh, maybe it was regifted. No. Really? No one would buy no, you that. No, no, okay. no. no that was not regifted. That was not regifted. So I, I just am surprised at how many people get freaked out. By the idea of well, Jill is Miss Manners, and if she says it's okay, Miss Manners <laughs> says it's totally because you know I think it. I know it's a weird topic, but it does tie into what I do every day. I go into people's homes, and they just have stuff everywhere. And when I say, you know, we might want to think about, um, you know, having a yard sale, pre-packing some of this. Um, just getting rid of it, whatever. And they say, oh, well, this was given to me by such and such. And this was good. And, but you can tell that it's more of a burden. Mm -hmm. And so I genuinely believe that if I give you something from the bottom of the goodness of and my I heart. give it to someone else, it's fine. It really is. You'll never know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'll never know. Well, that's true. I will probably you never know. You see Kyler in a lovely scarf. <laughs> But I would much rather that than to think you've got this big pile of stuff over here. Obligation weighing yeah, down. Obligation. Yeah. That's yeah. good. That's good. But yeah, so Miss Manners behind the camera there, Jill. I think it's okay. As long as they don't know. Oh, she put a stipulation on if, it. If you give it to me and then I give it to Brittany and you know. Then you would feel awkward. Okay. 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 But y'all do that in this office all the time. We just give stuff all around. Oh, that's true. Okay, it depends on. <laughs> it depends on what it is. I don't know that it was anything gifted, but right, like nothing. Yeah. Yeah, but isn't it kind of um, still a compliment if I gave Brittany something, and then she gave it to you? Then I'm like, oh, she thought that was cool enough to give it to Jill. Yeah, that's it's maybe flattering. that's one way to look at it. You're like a personal What's shopper. What's the other way to look at it? <laughs> She didn't like it. She didn't like it. <laughs> but here's the thing is, I like so much, but I don't Need. want so yeah. much. Does that make mm -hmm. sense? Like, my husband, not so much. Like, he goes into a store and he's like, that's one cool looking notebook. I'm going to take that. Oh, look at that ink pen. I could use that one of these days for some. Oh, check that out. Oh, and yeah. he will walk out with 14 things. And you don't need it. Don't need it. Don't need it. Don't I'm not a stuff person either. Yeah, yeah. I would rather get re-gift it. Re-gift it. 
Yeah, I will okay. regift it too. There you go. Going out on You're a right. I do regift things. I do. It's fine. As opposed to keeping it in your home and in your surroundings, and I was just thinking about. It. I had a bottle of wine. That, I don't really drink wine. Don't tell anybody. But then I was just. Did like, you give you it know to me? What? I'm just gonna <laughs> give that to. <laughs> I just, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. So, okay, so the consensus here is people re-gift. We're, we're going to re-gift and we are gonna our re lender won't care. No <laughs> opening lines of credit. Just find well, things in your home. That will keep you from opening a line of credit. It's just just re find things in your home to give away this Christmas. Absolutely. And read well, your disclosures. Declutter, pre-pack, re-gift. <laughs> still cringing the declutter <laughs> you're still cringing i'm just thinking about all my clutter oh you you don't have clutter you don't you think so kids. i don't think i so. do have kids so well, i have a dream of of being in a, in a tiny home someday so i need to she does yeah <laughs> well i think i think declutter is is almost overused i i think what i'm talking about is like the way we live or the way we take the photos of the house mm -hmm. does that make sense if you can't get it to look good within a week for the photos. You have too much stuff. Then then you do have and and, yeah. and it's not a judgment. It's mm -hmm. that's why you I need to sell your home and get you a bigger one. Mm -hmm. Um I, I have it. no judgment against that. Yes, but you can prepack, move it to the garage, move it to a closet, da da da. Or regift it. Okay. Re Hire a qualified realtor who has experience, who's seen a lot and knows a lot. Is that what is that? We'll get sued for saying it. What's the copyright that the commercial says? The insurance commercial? We know a lot because we've seen a lot. Oh, Is that it? Like the, the farm? Yeah. Uh, the, the, the insurance company. Insurance. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. Um, ask your realtor that you're thinking about hiring if they have a transaction coordinator because whether you're the buyer or the seller, catching some of the stuff up front, I am floored by how many buyers pay all those fees up front and then find out something that they should have already known and so the whole deal falls apart and now Remember that we had that little agent and it was his first deal and he was like i sold a mobile home on an rd and we were like you can't <laughs> and then like, it so fell apart sad. he was so excited and we yes. were like oh Maybe yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you join the more team. you know the, the more, more you, you know. know is that the commercial anyway okay. <laughs> that's it that's our commercial yes and and then regifting is fine that is today's episode we just went over and yonder and around the corner there so but happy holidays we'll try to get this one out before the holidays so this will all make way more sense um as always please like follow and share let us know what topics you would like for us to to discuss if you would like to be a guest on the podcast please reach out or if there's someone that you would like to have on um let us know and we'll reach out to them and see if they would agree and how they feel about regifting or whatever's on our mind that day yeah. I, you know we could just you know what uh, we'll go out on this instead of regifting it why don't we pay it forward oh pay it forward God. yeah yeah. Okay, mic drop now. That's good. I did not re-gift your gift, Jill. I paid it forward. <laughs> okay, everyone. Thanks for watching today's episode.